Step inside the farm and get to know some of the top prospects in the system. Through exclusive interviews, you can listen to our prospects reflect on their season and goals, share stories, and learn a little bit about who they are away from the diamond. I'm your host, Alan Suriel. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Mets Farm Report podcast. Today, I'm joined by Mets right-handed pitching prospect, Josh Wolf. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. So, yeah, we can just get right into it. Uh, so, getting drafted this year, second-round pick, what was it like kind of from going from pitching in a high school game to getting drafted and then pitching as a professional pitcher? Uh, obviously, you know, it was really different going from, you know, my state semifinal game. And then I think less than two months later, I was pitching in a pro game. And uh, you can make the same mistakes on the pro level as I did in the high school level. So it was a huge, you know, I guess, change. Yeah. And like when, when you were when you were pitching in high school this year, I'm sure your name, you, you had a little bit of buzz around you or even a lot of buzz around you. Were you thinking that you could go as high as the second round at that point? I didn't like to really think about all that. Uh, you know, in the back of my head, it's it was there, obviously. I mean, who wouldn't have that in the back of the head? But I knew if I did what I needed to do, I'd have an opportunity to be drafted high enough. And, you know, it worked out. Yeah. And like when you're in school, do you hear like your friends and other people around you kind of talking about it? Or is, or is it something that you just didn't like? You try to like cut the conversation short if that if that was ever brought up? I mean, usually the younger guys would bring it up, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, whenever they bring it up, I mean, I'd entertain it for a little bit and then I'd kind of brush it to the side because, again, like, that's not what we need to be focused on as a team. So I made sure that we're all focused on the goal, which was to win a state championship. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So now kind of thinking about it, what were some of the adjustments that you had to make on the fly as a professional that you didn't actually realize when you when you were still in high school? I guess, like, pitching-wise, the quickest thing I realized was that as fast as my fastball may be, you know, they're going to hit it at the pro level so if i make a, a mistake and i don't hit my spot i mean they're gonna hit it a long way no matter where you are and you know gcl single a double a they're gonna hit it so i needed uh, to hit my spots well and then uh unlike i guess a, a personal side just kind of growing up quicker you know i was 18 and uh going from like you know my high school buddies to now i'm with you know pros so i, I really had to, to mature quick yeah, definitely. And rumor has it that you actually hit 97 on the radar gun back in a, in a scrimmage in February. And after that, that's kind of when like the buzz around your name kind of started getting pretty, like pretty big. How did you kind of prepare for that scrimmage? And what did you do to actually strengthen your arm to be able to incre increase your velocity? The whole offseason leading up to that was big on gaining weight and strength and then fixing a couple of mechanical <clears throat> things. And I knew that scrimmage was going to be big because I, I that scrimmage was facing uh, another really talented pitcher in my area. So I knew there was going to be scouts and, you know, people at that game. So I knew that if I could go into that with popping a big number and opening some eyes, it could really help me that year. And uh, I worked out a lot and gained a lot of weight and strength. And then in my bullpens, I started noticing increases in velocity. And then that game, it just, you know, the 97 came out and yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you and you were committed to go to um to Texas A&M and you were going to play ball there. What made you feel so comfortable and so confident that you could actually forego college and jump right into the pros? Uh, I think uh, the biggest thing is my mindset and work ethic cuz you know, a lot of guys have the ability, but the work ethic and what you do when you're a pro is I think what really gets you to the big leagues. So, I knew that 
I was strong mentally, and I knew that once I got to that pro level, the work was just going to start. It's, you know, I'm not going to take a step back. I just work harder than I'd done before. So uh, I knew that I'd be fine on that aspect. And I, again, I knew my stuff was there. It was just a matter of the mental state and if I could, you know, work hard and do what I need to do to get to, you know, level to level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and you did spend a little bit of time here at City Field after you got drafted. What was that experience like kind of being able to visit the field and, and visit the clubhouse and, and all that? Did Were you able to kind of pick anyone's brain or, or just any or have any type of conversation with any of the guys that were up here? Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to because it was a, a one, I think a one o'clock game or a morning game. So um, they didn't take BP on the field. So I wasn't able to talk to any of the guys. But just the experience, though, overall was, you know, amazing. I've been a huge baseball fan my whole life. So to be able to, you know, be on the field and have my family there was really cool for everyone. Yeah. And you talk about your family. You talk about playing baseball for a very long time. Who kind of got you into the sport? And, and were there any influences as a young kid that you saw maybe as a player or even as a coach or something that you kind of saw and looked up to it and kind of wanted to model yourself after? So uh my dad got me into the sport. He uh he played um up until college. He uh he walked on to UT. I think he played there for maybe 2 years. Uh he's always been, you know, pushing me to to be the best and um he's provided me with anything I need to reach that that goal, whether it be training or, you know, gear, everything. So he's always been there on on that side. And then, you know, growing up, I always liked to to watch baseball and pitching especially. So I like to watch Justin Verlander and uh, even Kershaw, even though he's a lefty, I like to kind of model my game around him and, and Verlander as I was growing up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Those are two good people to, to, to look up to, especially mm-hmm. in this game. And, um, what are some of your personal goals that you want to achieve going into next season? Whether it's something that you, if you want to get stronger or even just kind of goals in terms of like strikeouts or wins or ERA, what, what are some of the goals? So, I guess for like strength and, and weight, I'd like to, to get stronger, obviously. Uh, weight wise, I'd like to, uh, be about like a 190. I think that I could pitch well there. And then for the, you know, the stat side, I know in, you know, the minor leagues, ERA isn't huge because the sample size you're going to have, you know, you might pitch five innings. So it's hard to really, uh, have a real good ERA, but yeah. try to keep it under three. And then walks, I'd like to limit the walks. And again, I don't know how many innings I'll throw, but. I think to if I could keep my walks under 20 the whole year, that'd be really good. Yeah, for sure. And now we can kind of transition a little bit away from more of just like the baseball, like the serious questions. If you could face any hitter, any big league hitter right now, who would it be and why? And you can take your time with the answer. So being from Houston, I think uh, I'd really want to face Alex Bregman. Okay. Because, yeah, because I've watched him a ton. So... Uh, I really feel like I'd have a, a good chance of, you know, knowing what to do to get him out. You know, he's one of the best hitters in the league, but I think that'd be a good matchup. And he has a kind of like a swag to him. And I kind of I feel like I have the same type of thing. So I think it'd just be a fun matchup to watch. Yeah. And you talk about swag. So that means that you're all for the, the bat flipping and the and and the celebration, the fist pumps after striking people. Are you all for that? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, if you succeed and do something well in the game, you should be able to show it, even if people don't like it. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, definitely. And the last question for you is, what is one thing that you want Mets fans to know about you, whether it's as a player or a person? I have to say that I'm all about, you know, the the team and then winning. 
So I'm going to try to do whatever I can to help out the team. And I'll work as hard as I can to make sure that Nets fans can see their team win a championship. So I think that's the one thing that I hope they'll, they'll realize as I'm, you know, a member of the Mets. Yeah, for sure. Well, there you have it. Josh, thank you for your time today, man. We, we wish you the best of luck going forward in your career. And we hope to see you up here in City Field soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to join us next time on the Mets Farm Report podcast.